0: I am sitting in lovely Siesta, Key, Florida. I'm coming from Bangkok in Thailand. Prague in the Czech Republic. Cairo in Egypt. Auckland, New Zealand. London, England. Welcome to Career View Mirror, the automotive podcast that goes behind the scenes with key players in the industry looking back over their careers so far, sharing insights to help you with your own journey. I'm your host, Andy Follows. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this Side Mirror episode of Career View Mirror. If you're a regular listener, thank you and welcome back. You'll be aware that most of our episodes feature interviews with people with a link to the automotive industry who kindly share their life and career journeys with us. We celebrate their careers, listen to their stories and learn from their experiences. From time to time, we also publish these side mirror episodes, which are usually an opportunity for me to share some content with you related to careers or developing ourselves or people we lead, parent or mentor that I hope you'll find valuable. I don't imagine you come to Career View Mirror for dating tips, but if you do, then this episode's probably going to quickly become your most valuable one yet. You may also find it helpful if you're in a role where you're required to develop relationships with people who you see as more senior and you're not sure how to get them engaged, or if you dread going to social or corporate events because you can't bear small talk, or, and this is a biggie, If you want to increase your ability to make deeper connections with others, to form successful interdependent relationships and achieve your goals. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Ask Consulting, who are experts in executive search, resourcing solutions and talent management across all sectors of the automotive industry in the UK and Europe. I've known them for almost 20 years, and I can think of no more fitting sponsor for CareerView Mirror. They're the business we go to at Aquilae when we're looking for talent for our clients and for projects that we're working on. Ask was founded by Andrew McMillan, whose own automotive career includes board-level positions with car brands and leasing companies. All Ask consultants have extensive client-side experience, which means they bring valuable insight and perspective for both their employer and candidate customers. My earliest experience of working with Andrew was back in 2004 when he helped me hire regional managers for my leasing sales team at Alphabet. More recently, when Aquiline was helping a US client to establish a car subscription business, Ask Consulting was alongside us helping us to develop our people strategy and to identify and bring on board suitable talent. Clients we've referred to Ask have had an equally positive experience. Andrew and the team at Ask are genuinely interested in the long-term outcomes for you and the people they place with you. They even offer the reassurance of a two-year performance guarantee, which means they have skin in the game when working with you. If you're keen to secure the most talented and high-potential people to accelerate your business and gain competitive advantage, do get in touch with them and let them know I sent you. You can email Andrew and the team at hello at askconsulting.co.uk, or check out their website for more details and more client feedback at www.askconsulting.co.uk. Ask is spelt A-S-K-E. You'll find these contact details in the show notes for this episode. Okay, let's get back to our episode. Last week, we published a side mirror episode called Leveraging the Magic of Empathic Listening. In it, I shared a powerful technique that I originally learned from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey that really does work like magic when dealing with people who are experiencing high levels of emotion. This week, I want to follow that up with an approach you can use to have better conversations generally, even when people aren't emotionally aroused. It's called The Inner View, and I was first introduced to it in 2006 on a leadership development program that was led by my now friend and mentor, Ed Epley. The interview concept comes from Dale Carnegie, who's the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People, a book filled with timeless wisdom for navigating interpersonal relationships. When we adopt Dale Carnegie's interview approach to a conversation, we start by asking factual questions like, Where were you born and where did you grow up? Before transitioning to what we call causative questions. Why did you choose that school or that subject? And finally, once we've established a level of rapport with our conversation partner, we can move on to values-based questions. What did you most appreciate about the course you did? What are you most proud of from that period? This sequence of questions starts off gently with fact-based questions and ends up enabling us to have a meaningful conversation with someone that helps us to understand their values and connect with them on a deeper level. It's like walking into a pool at the shallow end and gradually swimming into the deeper water once you both feel ready. If those questions sound at all familiar, then it could be because in my interviews for CareerView Mirror, whilst the number of scripted questions is minimal, the approach I take often follows the sequence of factual questions, causative questions, and values-based questions. I'm going to spare you further explanation of how the interview works. If you're curious, you can listen out for me applying it next time you download one of our guest interviews. Instead, I'm going to share with you the impact that being intentional about our approach to conversations and listening can have in various common scenarios that are likely to arise in our lives and careers – As I've said before, people who can speak well in public gain leverage, power and the ability to influence others. And they can use that for good or ill, depending on their motives. I think this is widely understood and accepted. It's maybe less commonly acknowledged that the leverage to be gained from speaking well in public can be disproportionate to the character of the individual or the substance of their rhetoric. In my opinion, we apportion undue levels of credit to those who can speak well in public, regardless of the virtue of their intentions and their contribution to society. I don't think there's much point in fighting this inequality. If you can't beat them, join them. Public speaking can be learned. Add it to your skill set to increase your leverage and influence and use your increased power to do good. In my opinion, we don't talk enough about listening as a skill that, like speaking, can also increase leverage and influence and perhaps more importantly, can bring more meaning into our lives by enabling deeper connection with others. As our methods of communication change and we find ourselves being sorted and separated by social media algorithms into partisan tribes and lured into shooting short sound bites of approval or dismissal at each other from oversimplified, often binary standpoints, I find myself becoming an advocate or champion of conversation as a deliberate and practiced skill. That's why I want to say a few more words about it this week and encourage you to notice how intentional and aware you are about the curiosity you bring, the questions you ask, and how you listen when in conversation. In my 20s, I was lucky enough to participate in training programs that included paying deliberate attention to listening. I've received and delivered many more sessions on listening since and had countless hours of practice as a salesperson, manager, coach, and more recently, interview host. I speak about my formal training in our previous episode on leveraging the magic of empathic listening, so I won't repeat the details here. I'm grateful for that early exposure to the power of listening and asking the right questions. Developing my own communication skills has made a significant contribution to my professional and personal life through the impact it has had on increasing the depth and breadth of my connections with others. Maya Angelou said, People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. When we listen to people with the intention to understand them, without judgment and without seeking to respond to their words or give them advice, when our goal is that they feel understood, they'll notice that. They may not label us as being good listeners, but they'll notice how we made them feel. And we're more likely to develop a meaningful connection with them. Our connections with others are fundamental because, to paraphrase Stephen Covey, once we've achieved mastery over ourselves, the ultimate extent of our effectiveness will be determined by our ability to nurture and maintain mutually beneficial interdependent relationships with others. As we learn from Covey's maturity continuum, there's only so much that we can achieve independently. If we really want to move the needle and make a significant contribution in our lives, we need to multiply our own impact by developing those mutually beneficial interdependent relationships. One of the best ways I know to accelerate this process is by forging deeper connections through intentional listening practices. Improving our listening skills fundamentally improves our ability to achieve our goals. If that's not enough motivation or the rewards seem a bit too far down the road, there are other, more immediate but nevertheless valuable benefits that we can derive from developing above-average listening skills. If you go to a professional or social event and you're seated between two people you've never met before, how do you feel about that? Maybe you're fine with it. If you're not, then knowing that you have good conversation skills can help you turn the event from something you weren't looking forward to to a positive experience for you and for the lucky people who find themselves in your company that's one example of how having a model like the interview in our toolbox and a deliberate approach to listening can help us be more effective and confident and maybe even enjoy these situations let me share another scenario i had a one to one with a young leader recently who said my challenge is that in my new role I'm exposed to more senior people, and I don't know what I should be saying to them that will sound impressive. His paradigm was that to talk to people he perceived to be senior in the hierarchy, he needed to have some clever things to say. This was creating pressure for him and causing him to be nervous about and even avoid these types of interactions. I shared this alternative paradigm with him that has worked for me. Somewhere along my journey, perhaps it came from Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I adopted the paradigm that most people would prefer to be talking than listening. And if I approach my interactions with them from a place of genuine curiosity, ask them questions about themselves and listen intentionally to their answers, they'll enjoy our conversation and come away with a positive first impression. I've found this paradigm and approach to conversations works equally well in social or professional settings, and it completely removes any pressure we might put on ourselves to sound smart. If you want to know more about paradigms, check out episode 120, The Power of Paradigms. Somewhere else, I came across the mnemonic of WAIT, W-A-I-T, which stands for Why Am I Talking? It's a handy reminder to monitor ourselves during conversations to make sure that we're not having more than our fair share of airtime. Sometimes people talk simply because it's a nervous reaction, sometimes because they lack self-awareness. When I enter a conversation with the paradigm that the other person is most likely going to be happier talking than listening, this helps me to keep my own contributions in check. Doing more listening than talking means that I come away with a much better understanding of them, what's important to them, and what makes them tick. For my next example of a benefit, I can feel another reference to the seven habits of highly effective people coming on. This time, habit five, which is seek first to understand and then to be understood two things happen when we seek first to understand another person before expecting them to understand us. The first is that perceived conflicts sometimes melt away when we truly begin to view a topic from their perspective. If we approach the conversation thinking we were going to have to go into battle with them to change their mind, we may find ourselves agreeing with them or recognising that we're not actually talking about the same thing after all. The second thing that happens is that once the other person feels that we completely understand their perspective, they're usually much more open to listening to ours. This sets the stage for a much more constructive dialogue and is so much more effective than simply going head to head with them like a couple of competing rams. I'm well aware that I really do not like conflict in any form. It's hard to successfully lead a business or team if you're averse to getting into any conversations that you perceive may involve conflict. Habit five was an absolute game changer for me when I recognised that I could be successful by seeking first to understand. Once I realised that my first responsibility in any conversation that I might previously have perceived to be potentially difficult is to seek first to understand, any nerves I might have had gave way to curiosity – my confidence to engage in such conversations increased and the quality of the dialogue improved along with the outcomes we achieved. Here's another benefit of developing your listening skills. If your role involves finding solutions that closely address customers' needs, and that applies to most of us regardless of our job title, this approach will help you get the details you need to succeed and a connection with your customer that will influence them towards working with you if you can deliver that solution. Okay, we're coming to the end. And if you've hung in this far for the dating advice, please note that it comes with the disclaimer that it's decades since I've been on any date with a potential new partner. However, I have found that adopting the paradigms and tools shared in this episode have allowed me to develop deep connections with people in a relatively short space of time. Whilst that's been in a non-romantic context, I'd be very surprised if they weren't equally effective when looking for love. You've been listening to Career View Mirror with me, Andy Follows. I hope that you found this episode thought provoking and that I've aroused your interest to reflect on your approach to conversation and listening. Most of us have multiple interactions with others during the course of a day. There are ample opportunities to practice being intentional about the curiosity we take into those conversations, the questions that we ask and the quality of listening that we engage in. Can I encourage you to give this topic a little more attention? For me, I know it will be a lifelong area for continued development and hopefully improvement. I don't get it right all the time by any means. I have to put myself in the right frame of mind and be deliberate. As I shared in our last episode, I sometimes forget and miss the opportunity. The potential rewards are so great, though, that I believe it's always worth leaning in and having another go those rewards are not limited to what we can achieve through mutually beneficial interdependent relationships. They include the enhanced sense of meaning that deeper connections with others brings to our lives. If you enjoy listening to our episodes, please could you do me a huge favour and share them with someone you lead parent or mentor or a friend you think will also appreciate them. Thank you to our sponsors for this episode, Ask, Consulting and Aquali. And thank you to the career View Mirror team, without whom we wouldn't be able to share our guests' life and career stories. And above all, thank you to you for listening. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hardworking you are, you're never going to be able to do it on your own. It's just not possible. You know, at the end of the day, you're steering your own destiny. So if it's not happening for you and you're not seeing what you want out there, then go out there and connect. Don't rely on others. You, you have to do it yourself. You have to take control. If you've got an idea, if you've got a thought about something that might be successful, if you've got a passion to do something yourself, but you just haven't quite got there, do it. Take a risk. Take a chance. Stick your neck out. What's the worst that can happen? You fall down. Okay, you pick yourself up and you try again.